segment I want to refresh memories because one of the the tools very very potent tool of of the ruling class is distraction one of the reasons why why they made such a big play over the decades to to take control of information outlets um, from you know newspapers to to you know social media outlets TV you know network um, news all of those things cable news um, even in, you know, entering into entertainment and music so that they could be able to distract. It's a very, very potent tool. You know, musicians uh, use it all the time. You know, they got you over here looking at something else and then something's happening over here. So every now and then I, I like to remind um, folks on certain subjects, and even myself, it helps to remind me of certain things that have transpired so that I don't just let them go and let them fade out in, into the ether because those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it. You know, truer words have never been spoken. And we see examples of that even today. Folks have, have a very skewed um, picture of what history is, which is interesting because history is just history. Like there's no way that you can really change it. It either happened or it didn't happen. So this is in regards to the difference between the summer 2020 riots Right, and not the mostly peaceful protests because that's just nonsense. If something's mostly peaceful, it actually isn't peaceful, right? It's like if 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 you do a job and you mostly get paid, you weren't paid for the job. You can't you can't like be, you know, you can't mostly kill somebody. Like if there's, it's just that whole thing. When I first heard it, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How some if it's mostly peaceful, then it wasn't actually peaceful. <laughs> but that's me, right? But that's another tool using language. Um, so we look at the at the 2020 uh, summer riots and we compare them to what happened in uh, the first month of 2021. And you guys know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And just the differences, looking at it objectively, let's look at it in scope and scale. Let's compare the numbers and let's really try to try to address it because I condemn, you know, we should equally condemn any acts of, of violence and criminality and aggression, period, across the board. But that condemnation needs to be consistent. And that's really the point I'm trying to make is that it wasn't consistent. And you can tell in the way that it was covered, right? When you look at something like this, coming from NPR, and this is October of this year. This wasn't, this isn't something like that that transpired like in, you know, say March of this year. This is recent, right? It's just a few days ago. They're saying, they're, first of all, they're calling it a capital siege, right? That's, that's very hyperbolic language because siege really brings, you know, certain things to mind, right? They're very extreme. You picture like an army outside of the capital and people are, you know, heroes are inside trying to stretch out their resources and hold out like it's the Alamo or something, right? That's what, that's what... Capital, like that's what you think in your mind, like it is a siege, right? So I think that that's, that if you look at the definition of siege, I don't really think that that applies uh, at all. Um, apparently NPR does. And here's what they say. The cases behind the biggest criminal investigation in US history. 
the biggest criminal investigation in U.S. history. Does that even make sense to you? In my lifetime, I've, I personally have seen things that are worse than this, like far worse. But somehow what transpired on this one day is the biggest criminal investigation has, has, has required the biggest criminal investigation in U.S. history. This is how the narrative is being shaped. Why? And I'm going to show you in a minute. It doesn't match when we look at the numbers objectively. This response, this level of condemnation doesn't match, especially when you compare it to what happened last year on scale, and it didn't receive the same amount of condemnation. And once again, why? Because either you condemn criminal behavior equally, or basically you're full of S. I mean, you got to be consistent across the board or you lack credibility, right? Like I'm expected to believe, check this out. I'm expected to believe that this here, and this here, And even this. Is 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 somehow worse than this here. Block. Protest started. Bottles and things Look at this. The National Guard have been called up to come into Seattle. 75 have been deployed and then, and to then Seattle. And take into account this. This is what's really heartbreaking. Here. We hand make all of our own product upstairs. We're a local business. I mean, this, this is- This man's business was destroyed. The Capitol campus, every building on that campus was constructed to protect this man's property. This man's property is more important than DC, than the Capitol building, than the White House. The personal sovereignty and the personal property of the American citizen is more important. That's why it was constructed to protect it. It's not the other way around. But I'm supposed to believe that that what I just showed you is worse than just, this is just downtown Seattle. This is a little clip. I have tons of these videos. This stuff went on for, for months, right? Let's look at the numbers. Let's just look at the numbers. Let's jump in this objectively and look at these numbers, okay? Here's the difference. Damage, riots, $2 billion, January 6th, 1.6, 1.5 to 2.5 million, depending on the source. Fatalities, riots, 47. January 6, they say five, but only one on site. She was unarmed and she was killed by an agent of the state who was armed. Now the agent of the state was black and the woman that was shot unarmed, by the way, was white. And the only reason why 
the agent of the state was not fired and is not in jail is because the ethnicities weren't reversed. If the agent of the state was white and this woman, unarmed woman, was black, they'd still be talking about it today. Why? Because they don't care about human lives. They only care about narratives that will serve the, the prevailing agenda. And it's made obvious by the difference in the way that they approach things. It's obvious. Right? They're not calling the game fair, which is the point of, of this post, actually, <laughs> is the difference. So let's move on. Law enforcement injuries. Riots. Over 2,000 law enforcement injuries in the first few weeks. That's just the beginning. Right? January 6, 140. Now, once again, not discounting these officers' injuries. But 2,000 in a few weeks, 140, if you're saying I'm downplaying it, you're not looking at the number. Because 140 is less than 2,000. So at the end, when we look at the condemnation level, my point is that it's not matching over 2,000 in the first few weeks to 140. Because I know some people are going to say, well, you're trying to downplay. Okay. You believe what you want. The numbers tell a different story. Doesn't matter what I believe. 2,140, those are two different numbers. Right? So then we look at arrest, riots. 10,000 in the first five days following Mr. Floyd's demise. 10,000. They were having their charges dismissed. They were getting bailed out by entertainers and politicians, including Kamala Harris. January 6th, over 500. 10,500. 10,000, well, over 500. Some places, some sources, it looks like it's just over 600. Still, 10,000. Let's call it 650. 10,650. And these people are being held without bail, some in solitary confinement, as if they're like bin Laden. Like, I just showed you what happened. Now, there was some harassment and there was some aggression and it's all criminal behavior. There was definitely property damage, as I mentioned before. But look at it objectively on scope and scale. And then last, we look at the lasting damage that the riots had. Businesses gone, some forever. Economically crippling multiple cities with damage that may never be repaired. And if they, and if they are reparable, could take decades. January 6th, these folks were back in session the same day, continuing their business. So if we're looking at it objectively, Right, and we're looking at the numbers and we're condemning criminal behavior. The higher numbers would get more condemnation because it's, because it's more, right? We, we know this, that's how we approach justice. We have, to, we have to assess, we have to look at the scope, the scale, the motive, we have to look at intent we have to look at prior offenses. We take all these things into account in order to determine what the consequences are going to be. And when you start to move away from that due to circumstance, 
you no longer have a justice system. You just have a system. And if it's not serving justice, then all bets are off. So when, when folks want to talk about, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, it's an insurrection, it's a siege, it's an insurrection, it's an insurrection. Okay. One, on scope and scale, it's nowhere near the hyperbolic language that, that is being said. I personally don't look at it as an insurrection. I look at it as criminal trespassing. I look at it as, as definitely some, you know, definitely violent behavior. If you want to go technicalities, like technically, you could call it an insurrection. But what I see from the ruling class is that they only want to get technical when it serves them. When it doesn't, they'll just change the meaning of the word. And so they lose credibility. I don't see this as an insurrection. It's criminal behavior and it needs to be prosecuted based on justice, based on the scope and scale. But in that same breath, when we look at the 2020 riots, that approach was not being implemented. And so you can't have it both ways. And you wanna talk about the worst insurrection in my lifetime, it's Chaz Chop. They actually took over American soil and the leadership of that state did nothing about it to protect their citizens. They held those citizens hostage. They took over American soil. If that's not insurrection, I don't know what is. And then we're being told it was like the summer of love, even though there were fatalities there. They took over American soil. So I look at everything objectively. I look at it based on the numbers, based on the data. And to have this much condemnation as I showed you that NPR article, to have this much condemnation over that one day, and it's not consistently applied to the 2020 riots, shows me that these people don't actually care about criminal behavior. They only care about getting what they want. And if justice gives them what they want, they use it. But if it doesn't, they'll circumvent justice. You have to be able to see that if you're stepping back, looking at it objectively, remove all partisan politics and all that stuff, remove that. That's just a distraction. That's all the game. We are one country. Okay, we're one people, we're one country. We have to look at this objectively and we have to look at the numbers and we have to be consistent with our condemnation of criminal behavior and violence. And if we're not gonna be consistent, then we don't really care we don't really care about justice. We don't really care about what is right, what is moral, and what is wrong. We only care about what we want. And that kind of selfishness only leads to evil. But hey, if we're moving in the dark, the best thing we can always do is turn on the light, <laughs> okay? You guys be well.